Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today's Monday. It's August 9th. We're starting off with a prayer from lifting up our hearts. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that as you are pleased to invite us daily to yourself, we may respond to your call in the spirit of meekness and obedience. And may you so also seriously impress our minds that we may not only confess our sins, but also so loathe ourselves on account of them that we may without delay seek the true remedy and relying on your mercy may so repent that your name may hereafter be glorified in us until we shall at length become partakers of that glory your Son has obtained for us by his own blood. Amen. All right, we are in Joel chapter 3. We're starting with verse 1 today. We're going to read through verse 16. Hear the word of the Lord. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my heritage Israel, because they have scattered them among the nations and have divided up my land, and have cast lots for my people and have traded a boy for a prostitute, and have sold a girl for wine and have drunk it. What are you to me, O Tyre and Sidon and all the regions of Philistia? Are you paying me back for something? If you are paying me back, I will return your payment on your own head swiftly and speedily. For you have taken my silver and my gold and have carried my rich treasures into your temples. You have sold the people of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks in order to remove them far from their own border. Behold, I will stir them up from the place to which you have sold them, and I will return your payment on your own head. I will sell your sons and daughters into the hands of the people of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabians, to the nations far away, for the Lord has spoken. Proclaim this among the nations. Consecrate for war. Stir up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am a warrior. Hasten and come, all you surrounding nations, and gather yourselves there. Bring down your warriors, O Lord. Let the nations stir themselves up and come to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Go in, tread, for the winepress is full. The vats overflow, for their evil is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon are darkened, and the stars withdraw their shining. The Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth quake. But the Lord is a refuge to his people, a stronghold to the people of Israel. So this is a pretty intense passage for some devotional thoughts to maybe start your morning or to think about as we as you head out into your day, right? This idea of judgment. This is this is intense stuff, and in fact, you're coming across some stuff that is opposite of what you hear in other parts of Scripture, right? Uh, if we look at verse 10 here, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Uh, instead of turning your weapons of war, where we see in other parts of Scripture, into uh, instruments for agriculture, you're doing the opposite. You're turning your instruments of agriculture into weapons of war. This is intense. This is the idea of impending judgment. And, and God is saying, you have done these things to my people. And so you are going to suffer judgment. This is all happening in this valley of Jehoshaphat. This is a pending thing. God is talking about 
the intensity here of judgment and, and what it means. So we see here in verse 11, hasten and come all you surrounding nations and gather yourselves there. Bring down your warriors. O Lord, let the nations stir themselves up. Okay, this idea is, is that it, it is pending, it is coming, and it is an important thing to understand because there God will sit and he'll judge the nations. And what is God saying? He's saying that he is over all of these things. This wickedness that has been done is not going to be um, turned aside easily. There is going to be something that is going to have to have it happen. Judgment is coming. And we see this with other language in here. Verse 13, put in the sickle for the harvest is ripe. It's, it's close. Go in, tread for the wine press is full. Uh, it's been filled up with judgment. And so the vats are going to overflow with uh, with judgment because the evil is great. God is talking about how serious this is and he is not going to let this just slide by. This is hard to think about, isn't it? This is the judgment of God. But at the same time, we have to think about this a little bit and, and find some peace in this. You know, we know that God judges, but in verse 16, we can find that peace. The Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth quake. But the Lord is a refuge to his people, a stronghold for the people of Israel. We hear this idea that God is roaring. He is powerful. He is mighty. He is coming in judgment. Even the heavens and the earth quake. We should be terrified at the judgment of Almighty God. But what does the last part of this say? It says, but the Lord is a refuge to his people, a stronghold to the people of Israel. So God is not only the judge and the just judge for, for evils that must be punished, but he is also the refuge for his people. And we see this in the Lord Jesus, right? He comes to judge the living and the dead. But in his death and resurrection, he is the refuge of his people. He offers forgiveness. He is their perfect righteousness. He is their stronghold. He is their refuge. And so as we think about these ideas of judgment, there, there should be a lot of thought within us of, wow, th this is intense. We should be worried about the idea of God judging us. But at the same time, we know that the one who judges is the one who protects us. He's the one who has made us righteous through his death, resurrection, and ascension. He is our shelter. And so when we know that there is a storm of judgment, we know that we have the shelter, that we are safe. And so may we think about this. May we be convicted of our sin as we think about the judgment of God. But may we then be inspired to live a holy life knowing that we have a refuge. We have this stronghold that keeps us safe from that judgment. That doesn't give us a license to sin. Instead, it gives us the opportunity to love and serve our neighbor because we know that we have the freedom to serve God because we have gone from being slaves to sin to being slaves to Christ, slaves to righteousness. So may that be on our mind today, this stronghold that we have. And even though we know the judgment of God is powerful, we know that the forgiveness that we have as the people of God is more powerful than the judgment because it has been paid for for us by the Lord Jesus. So may we live our lives as living sacrifices for him as we go out into his world today. Let us go to prayer. Gracious Lord, 
We praise you, O God, for you restore the fortunes of your people. When we were dead in our trespasses and sins, you restored us to life. We are safe and secure because you are our God and we are your people. Grant us faith today to trust in you alone as we continue to sojourn and serve you in your world. This Monday, we pray that you would equip us with the full armor of God, that we might be protected from the wiles of the evil one. Bless us today with the belt of truth. Help us to stand on the sufficiency and power of your word. And may we remember that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. May our desire be to stand firmly on the truth and proclaim your gospel, that others may hear and believe the truth of your saving work in Christ. And as we conclude our prayers, we ask for your support and strength to live a holy life today in your world. We know that you have redeemed us and that you are gracious. We know that you have blessed us greatly in the Lord Jesus. And so we submit our day to you and desire to serve and love you more. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right. Have yourself a great Monday. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 